This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is uh, Jay Harwood with a special edition of Amazing Mental of my podcast with Two prominent members of 2000 National Championship team, Mike Hampton and Glendon Rush. Guys, I know you guys can be back August 27th for the Old Timers game. How many innings are each you going to be able to throw? Let's start with you, Mike, with since you're the oldest. Well, um, I'm I'm hoping to just be able to walk on the field without getting injured. So I don't know. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough call for me. Well, well, you know, we we, we have a lot of pitches. Glendon, you ready to throw? I'm ready if you guys need me. Yeah, I said I, I said I'd be uh, able to go out there and hopefully give a an out or two or pipe a couple down the middle and not get anybody out. Who knows? So, <laughs> it, it, it should be fun. We're hoping to go, you know, two or three days depending what the time thing. Did you guys pitch together a couple of years ago with a, a World Series or something in Kentucky? I remember it wasn't too long ago. My is my memory going bad. My no, we were we were um, we were playing, um, I guess, some, like semi-pro teams and stuff like that. Some of the uh, guys had Johnny Damon, Rush. Um, we had some some pretty good guys there. I, I was I was the pitching coach, so I got to make the make the call. So one of my greatest calls was bringing Glennon in because he just shut him down with that change. <laughs> <laughs> he told me later that was his fastball, but I was like, that was a change. <laughs> when did yeah, you that was guy. When was the last time you guys were on the mound? That was probably I've I've done it a couple times since I've got a local group of guys in in Louisville that that play in a men's league and they sneak me out there every once in a while but man it, I tell you what it it hurts worse every year that I get older and I do it and uh, after I'm finished I I don't know if I really get that much out of it I I my body hurts worse than it is uh, the enjoyment of being back on the field but I do miss it I miss the competition. How about you, my worst last time you threw? Uh, probably, um, 11 years ago on the mound. Um, but I found out that I, I'm pretty deadly in machine pitch. I've, I've been able to locate pretty well in that so far. <laughs> Let's talk a little 2000, uh, baseball, uh, Mets win 94 games, uh, win seven of nine, uh, playoff games before the world series. And we lose in five, five games. I think by a total of five runs to a pretty good Yankee team. Does it bother you? Do you think your guy, the team, wasn't appreciated as much because we lost to the Yankees out of your guys? Either one who watched the story. Uh, you know, I, I uh, yeah, you know, here's the thing. Like, as great as the Subway Series was for New York, uh, I felt like if we would have played another team, I think we'd have probably been it'd probably been a little different if we played someone on the West Coast or something like that. I think we could have separated them, you know, but uh, it's just, it's, it's tough, you know, when you're, you know, the Yankees have had so much success and, you know, we were kind of new, a lot of you know, different younger guys and stuff like that. So I, um, I felt that, uh, yeah, I, a little underappreciated, but I mean, honestly, we made it to the world series and we had a close knit team and 
I think we still love each other. And every time we see each other, it's like, you know, it's like old times, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. How about you, Glennon? I, you know, I always think about, it. I can't imagine, and I'm sure Michael think the same thing. If, if you take our team, you know, now 22 years later and put them in this day and age with social media and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and everything else and all the characters we had, I think, it, I think we would be uh, a, a, an extremely popular team to follow, but it was a different time then, you know, it was, it was uh, media was different. Social media was non-existent. Um, but yeah, I, I, sometimes I feel like we were a little bit underappreciated, but those Yankees teams were so good. I mean, they went to the world series, you know, one, four out of five, they went four years in a row and lost it, you know, after going for their fourth one in one but um, it, it was, a. I, I thought it was a great series, even though we, we uh, only ended up winning one game. And, but that, like you said, Jay, they were all close. We had five runs in four games. It's tough to, uh, tough to uh, look at and, and think that we weren't in the, in those games and competing. I, we were inviting Timo Perez back and we're going to have a message on the board, run Timo run. <laughs> I remember uh -oh. it. No, that was cool. Well, yeah, I don't know. You know, some of the things stick out, but yes. you know, I mean, we had every you always have chances, and you know, you everybody wishes they would have did a few things different. I wish I wouldn't have gave up a hit to Tia Martinez in the first inning to get down two nothing. You know, there's all kinds of things we'd like to take back, but you know, in the heat of the moment when the game's going and it's the speed of the game's going, you know, you're just out there competing and having fun. And Timo's a big reason why we got where we were. So um, and it happens. Mike, you were with the Mets for one year, but you know, great year, fifteen to ten, MVP in the league championship series, no runs in sixteen innings. What was it like the last game against the Cardinals? Seven nothing complete game, over fifty thousand, fifty-five thousand people at Shea Stadium. Yeah, I just I just remember being just so locked in. Like I just felt like I mean we were ending that series. Uh, that game. Um, it was just uh, one of those things. I always felt pretty, pretty comfortable pitching against the Cardinals since my time with uh, the Astros. I've had some you know, pretty good success against them. So uh, I felt my stuff matched up well against them in that series. And, uh, you know, it was, it was exciting. I was, you know, still the thrill of my lifetime, uh, you know, professionally sports wise, being on that mound, uh, clinching uh, the, the series uh, is something that I'll never forget. And I mean, sometimes I, you know, I find myself just daydreaming about it still. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Glad did you, if I remember, you were 11-11 that year, and you still, you pitched in, a, in relief in a series a couple of games. You had a 2.2 ERA, but a little frustrating. You know, we had Bobby Jones, Al, uh, Rick Reed, and Mike, and you weren't able, you know, we were really in the bullpen for most of the postseason. Was that a little frustrating for you or 
you know, how, how you look back upon that time? It actually wasn't. I, um, you know, when Bobby brought me in and, and told me when, when we were getting ready to start the playoffs that he felt I was going to be more valuable because he could use me more often out of the pen, especially in, in the middle of some of those games. Uh, I was excited about it. You know, I only got in one game in the, in the first series, but got pitched in a couple important games in, in the NLCS and actually got a win in yeah. one of the games. And then, and then I ended up pitching in three out of the five games in the World Series. So it was pretty amazing. Mike, you know, you're like the, even though you were when one season was, you're like the ever very baddie, the gift that keeps giving. When you went to Colorado, we got a compensation pick and we drafted David Wright. So Met fans are still indebted to you. I, you know, I think so. I think I need to be shown a little bit of appreciation, right? I mean, I, I mean, I gave you the captain, right? So, yeah. and he, what a great player, you know, ter terrible the way his uh, career had to end, you know, short, but man, just, he played the game right. Uh, yeah, I think that worked out pretty well for uh, for the Mets. Yeah. So, what was it like for you pitching in the Sierras at Yankee Stadium? Uh, it was uh, unbelievable. I was, you know, nervous, obviously, and you pitch in the first World Series game, but as, as we've all talked about before, and I know Mike and I have talked about it, that that first game that I came in in the in extra innings was one of the most special appearances that I've ever had in my career. But I wish it never happened. You know, I wish <laughs> I wish we closed <laughs> that game out in the ninth. Um, but it was it was awesome, and and I look back with so many great memories. And it's cool now that my boys are getting older; they they ask about that stuff. So it's it's great. I don't know if you guys know the list from the two thousand team. We have Turk, Franco, Cook. Zeal, Piazza, Robin, Fonzie, and Bobby V will be back. Being pitcher, what was it like to play back in that infield? Supposedly the greatest infield in history, MLB. You're Robin at third base, Ray at short, uh, Fonzie at second, John Olerud at first base. As pitchers, what did it mean to you to have that infield back in? Yeah, um, well, we had, we had Zeal at first base that, at that time. That's right, yeah, that's right. Uh, but um, but I think Glenn and I are, are, are similar pitchers in the fact that we rely on our defense. So, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to put the, get them to put the ball in play, hopefully in our counts and, you know, what we want them to do with the ball. But, um, yeah, I mean, Robin made it look so easy, you know, Zill, you know, came in and I, I remember, uh, Keith Hernandez been out there teaching him from first base, trying to, you know, get him acclimated to it. I thought he handled it well. And then up the middle, we're just as talented as could be. So, um, I really, you know, relied heavily on those guys because, you know, my ball, the balls, like I said, I don't strike a ton of guys out. So the ball's getting put in play a lot. So it is super important for me to have a, a solid infield like we had. Yeah, but how about you, Glennon? My favorite part of that infield was watching Robin try and walk like me and act like me after a strikeout at third base and when he threw <laughs> the ball back to me. <laughs> Hopefully he can do it at the uh, old-timers game without being – because that, that was one of my favorite things is watching him make fun of me. Do you remember when uh, I maybe had my years where when he imitated Piazza at Yankee Stadium in a rain delay when he slid across the field in mud? And Robin had such a great sense of humor and uh, he was a great teammate. Will you remember it? when he poured at Yankee Stadium, he ran around the bases and slid like Mike, got dressed up like Mike? Oh, that was the best. Yeah, you can. I think when uh, people send me that video every year when, when it's on the anniversary, it starts circulating again and you can see me on the bent or on the leaning on the rail and i'm like got this huge smile on my face because i'm laughing so hard but yeah undercover sneaky super funny and awesome guy robin is and and our whole crew actually i mean man hampy will tell you how many all those dinners and and flights and everything that we had man there was some good laughs 
What do you remember, Mike? Yeah, just the same thing. Um, I mean, just big groups going to lunches, big groups on the back of the plane talking baseball. Like, I think a lot of that gets missed now with you know, all the videos and all the, the game, all the games they can play at anything. I mean, they can play video games anywhere at any time. Like, we, we talk baseball. We spend a lot of time with each other, you know, just, you know, talking about. I remember Al Leiter was huge. And in my development, because the first month and a half, I mean, I was you know really struggling, but like, he's like, hey, what's your game plan? What's your game? What you going to do? I mean, this really made me think before I just kind of relied on being athletic and, you know, being able to kind of do what I do. But he really was one of the ones who really started to get me to get more involved in my game prep and stuff like that. So not only was it a great year, but it was it was great for my career as well. Yeah, one guy I forgot, he took about the, the team, you know, Mike was a quote superstar, but he had guys like Jay Payton and Timo and Betty Bayani contributing. So really was, you know, Bobby to me did a great job of using the entire roster and getting everybody involved in the game. You guys agree? Oh yeah. We, I mean, we were top to bottom. We, we were, uh, you know, guys coming off the bench with super Joe and, and Lenny Harrison and, and, uh, Matt Franco, Todd Pratt. I mean, the whole the whole crew we had, um, everyone contributed. And let's not forget about, you know, Derek Bell was basically an all-star the first half. And unfortunately, he got hurt, but Timo filled in for him. But, yeah, I mean, that whole – and then our whole bullpen was awesome and, and could be counted on every single day. You guys, we're pitching – what, are you, do you follow the Mets at all currently with the pitching staff with, you know, Scherzer, DeGrom, Carrasco, uh, you know, Walker, you know, do you guys follow closely? Yeah, I, I enjoy, I enjoy watching staffs like this pitch. I mean, um, there's so much, you know, there's so many dynamic pitchers and so many great arms and stuff like that. But, um, you know, especially with DeGrom and, and Scherzer, I mean, guys that have dynamic stuff that understand how to pitch, you know, have a game plan and able to execute game plans. There's a lot of young kids that are coming up and they can throw it as hard as you, you want to throw. And, uh, but you know, these guys, I mean, they put it all together. Um, it's super impressive to watch. And, you know, with those two guys on top, you know, Tywin Walker, you know, he was with Seattle when I was there when I coached and, and he can shut anybody down at any given time, you know, once his confidence levels up, he's, he can go out and just dominate a game. So, I mean, they're deep. It's uh, it's fun to watch. Like I said, they got a team that are poised to do well in the postseason because nobody wants to match up against these guys when they're helping. Yeah, I think I Chris Bassett too, of course. Yeah, he had a great game last week. One hit or you know one run, no not, not earned. Just yeah, just these guys are. I think they're they're kind of hitting the stride like we hit. You know, when we just our confidence are high in that that second half of the season. I mean, we just started believing ourselves and started saying, "Hey, we're going to do this." Like we got a great team. We can compete with anybody. And, you know, that big game, we came back against the Braves. I mean, it's just like, let's go guys. That was, that was, we were, we were behind eight to one. We got 10 runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I know you follow closely too, right? Yeah. I watch all the time. My, my kids, it's great. You know, my boys are uh, fre starting freshman year in college and freshman year in high school and, and they follow and they watch, um, the Mets, they watch all the different, you know, teams in the league, but they definitely follow the Mets. Everyone loves Edwin Diaz and his trumpets. So yeah, the, the, you know, even, even yesterday um, I heard Al Leiter on MLB network and he was saying, man, if, if, you know, Scherzer and DeGrom are throwing the ball the way they are now that, that, that they're going to be a world series team and, and yeah, who's going to beat those guys. You know, if you see those guys, four guys in a, or sorry, four games in a seven game series, they're going to be tough. What does it mean to you guys 
you know, whether you play or not play any material, to come back and you guys are getting a big hand, big part of Mets history. Your kids are older now. What is it going to mean to your families to see your, you get the applause and see what dad did do in his career? What, what does that mean to you fellas? Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be waiting to see which, where it goes. You know, I've got some booze here, some applause here. You know, I, I always enjoy going back to New York because like, like I said, it was the best you know year of my career. Um, but, uh, and then to, to pitch in New York and be able to, to do well. And so, and I have fond memories of New York. I had a lot of people, you know, appreciate what I did for that year and, you know, were, were mad when I left, which is understandable. I, I'm fine with that. Um, at least they're passionate enough to, to, to care. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, my, my, my older boys are, are, are very aware, you know, they're 26 and 22, but my, my younger ones, my daughter's nine and my son's seven they're still kind of trying to figure this thing out. Like, you know, what did you do? They, you know, cause they've never really been around a clubhouse or things like that since I, uh, when I was playing like the, the older boys. How about you, Glenn? Same. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to come back. Uh, my, my youngest son's going to, going to come with me. And so he's going to be there to see it. He was real little when I was finishing up my career and honestly being on the field and then back in the dugout with, all the different generations of the Mets guys for me is I grew up a huge uh, doc and Daryl, you know, they were my guys. I wore number 18 for because of Daryl strawberry all the way through high school and all the way through the minor leagues. So being back at the, at the, you know, with those guys and David Wright and all our guys from 2000 and that's going to be really cool. I'm excited. What do you have? What do you think about that, Mike? What's that? Do you, is there anybody you're looking to see, especially when you go back or, you know, any one teammate you haven't seen in a while? I'm looking forward to seeing you, Jay. I haven't you're, got, you're, you're why I'm coming. Mike, I haven't gotten any prettier in the years, Mike. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know, the same guys we played with. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know all the guys that are, uh, are coming. I haven't seen a list or anything like that. But um, once I get there, I'm just in the nostalgia of it all. And, like, it's a brotherhood. You know, it always is, regardless – you know, if you played a day or, or, you know, 50 years, I mean, it's a brotherhood. So it's always good to catch up with all the guys and see what they've been up to. And, and uh, just, it's just fun to be back at the ball field. I got to, I see the Louis, Louisville slugger thing in your back. I mean, yeah. guys are pretty good hitting pitchers. What do you feel about no more pitchers don't hit anymore? What are you feeling about that guys? Oh man. I, I, I don't know if I could handle it. I'd have to maybe try to come back as a position player. I, I don't know. I, I always felt like I tried to play the game like it was Little League. You know, I was trying to just extend my Little League career every year. You know, I mean, if I'm playing, I wanted to hit. I wanted to run bases. I wanted to always compete. But uh, I understand it to, to an extent where, you know, you can probably maybe save some careers, you know, with it. I probably would have extended mine a little bit because I was pretty violent on my body. But uh, personally, I, I, I wish they would uh, keep it as it is. Um, I guess I got the most silver sluggers of all time. So I guess there's one good thing about, uh, how many have Mike five. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess there's that unless they, they bring it back. Um, then again, what Otani's doing is, is pretty incredible. I, I, I never thought I knew he'd be successful. I never thought to that extent, like to be able to compete on both sides of the ball like that is, is amazing. So uh, Glenn, there's still some pitchers that can hit. <laughs> Glenn, you were pretty good hitter, right? Yeah, I got better as my career went on. Mike and the guys got me going. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. Loved the National League game. I missed it already, um, not having it this year. And, and um, 
you know, I, I guarantee if you go around and ask all the managers in the National League, they miss it too. Speaking of managers, let me start easy. What was it like to play for Bobby V? You know, he's, uh, you know, I remember the game against Toronto in mid-year, gets thrown out of the game, puts a mustache on, and gets fined for, uh, you know, putting a mustache on. What kind of a manager was he to play for? Well, for, for me, I thought it was fantastic. Um, you know, from the, from the moment I came over, um, you know, he let me know that, you know, I was going to get the ball every day. He, uh, he was behind me when I was struggling early. And, uh, you know, as, as the season went on, I mean, he always was in my corner, always on my side. I had a, I had a great experience with Bobby. I thought he did a great job um, handling, the, the, uh, handling New York in itself and handling, uh, you know, the different uh, players we had from all walks of life. I mean, I thought he did a great job of meshing those two. And he was stern in, when he needed to be, but uh, he was always there having a good time, I felt, too. You, you know, we all want to win, but um, I always enjoyed my time with Bobby. What say you, Glennie? Same. I, I um, you know, considered Bobby to be a huge mentor for me. He helped me, gave me an opportunity there. I was still pretty pretty young, only a couple of years in the big leagues when I when I got traded over to the Mets. And, and uh, you know, I earned a spot, and he gave me that opportunity to earn it and, and was behind me the whole way. I mean, gosh, helped me find a place to live up in Connecticut because I didn't know where to go when I got to New York. So, I mean, he's – he was instrumental in helping me along in my career and, and definitely uh, a huge part of it. And I love, you know, that we still have a relationship to this day and it'll be great to see him. And, and I look forward to it. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Guys, you know what? One of the nice things about this game is I don't know if you guys are aware you know, John Stearns has been battling some kind of some illnesses in Colorado, and he's going to be with us at the game. And and it's going to be, you know, John was a coach on that team, and it's going to be good to see the bad dude again. What do you guys remember about John? Oh, man, he was – he reminded me a lot of my dad, just a fiery, ready-to-go drop of a hat. Like, oh, man, I, I enjoyed – I enjoyed him. I enjoyed everything he had to say. I enjoyed everything he's about. Like, I, I like – bad dudes i like dudes that are like a real man like he he was and like there was no fooling around you knew exactly what he meant when he said it but no i i enjoy john I, I look forward to seeing him as well yeah it's gonna be awesome to see him he's a he's a gamer man i mean he like like campy was saying he you felt like he wanted to get on the field with us when he was coaching so it was mm -hmm. awesome It'd be great to see him you coach your kids for a while when he got out right baseball yeah yeah I'm, i mean I coach, uh, I coach my, um, he, my now 22 year old, um, 
he just graduated uh, this year, actually, from um, ASU with a degree in uh, sports business and a minor in philosophy. So he, both my older boys are graduated and, and, and out. So that's a, that's a good thing. But uh, now I'm coaching my little guys. Um, my my seven-year-old team last year was dominant, undefeated. They were so fun. Just, uh, and the care, I mean, honestly, I'm enjoying it so much because they're, these kids have so much personality and they're so different. And it's like, man, I, I kind of see a lot of similarities in my dad coaching me when I was there. I try to tone it down a little bit, but everybody's like, man, how do you yell at my kid? Like, it doesn't seem like you're yelling at him. I'm like, I don't know, but just, I guess a lot of years of practice, I guess. <laughs> Mike, do they know you were for a major leaguer? The, the kids, uh, that's seven-year-old, do they know who you are? Or you There'll be a few of them that kind of know. And then as the season would progress, depending on the team, the kids I had from the year previous, they'll kind of be like, hold on a second. And they'll see a baseball card or something like that. Like, you play? Like, yeah, like. It's hard for them to kind of see this old man out there coaching them like you play against these young kids. But uh, but, yeah, sometimes they'll, they'll figure it out. There's some kids that are, are really into stats and all that kind of stuff already. But uh, a lot of them just play as many sports as possible, which I, uh, I enjoy. Glad I don't know if you want to talk about it. Could you briefly touch on the project you're involved in is now not a good time? Yeah, no, I'd love to talk about it. Um, we are uh, in production on a documentary uh, about the 20 strikeout games in Major League Baseball. Um, I'm working with uh, Russell Groves is our producer. He just finished the Nolan Ryan project. A lot of you may have seen uh, Facing Nolan that's out there now. And I'm working alongside Reed Ryan, Nolan's son, and Ryan Dempster. And uh, so we've got Kerry Wood, Randy Johnson, uh, your your Matt's own Max Scherzer, and uh, and um, whom I missing? Oh, Roger Clemens, of course. Uh, so all all four of the guys are involved in the project, and we're in production on it now. And uh, hopefully, it'll be spring or summer of next year. It will be released so everybody can see it. Awesome. That sounds great. Glenn, do you have a part like for an aging PR guy in a movie at all? <laughs> oh that's easy we can get you in there for sure jay thanks i appreciate it hey after guys, your, hey, after your uh, oscar award-winning performance in uh in the uh, mets documentary i don't see how we can turn you down i guess yeah, some of my former teammates at 86 did me wrong you know now i'm remembered <laughs> by uh, people standing outside the door i don't want to get into that right now but that's, that's my legacy that's my legacy guys i can't wait for august 27th we have 62 Mets, 69 Mets, 2,000 Mets. Uh, the great Bartolo Colon is coming back. Uh, oh, my God. We, you know, we have a lot of good guys coming. We have four managers, Joe Torrey, Bobby V, uh, Terry Collins, and Willie Randolph. And it would be, be a great celebration of Mets baseball. So look forward to seeing you guys and appreciate your time, guys. A lot of good memories today. Lots of good memories. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you too, Glennon. Yeah, yeah, you, you too, guys. Bye. Uh, we can't wait, Jay. It's going to be special, okay. special. And don't forget, regards to Kevin for me, please. <laughs> All right, sounds All right, good. See you, boys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you, guys. <laughs> See you, Jay. All right, guys. Thanks.